The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome one. Welcome all to a very, very, very full Blog of the Boys roundtable. It is a Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, which, which means it's time for a roundtable on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. You can watch along live. You can watch after the fact, or you can listen on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Make sure to check out blogandtheboys.com. You will see and hear from all these people all throughout the Blog of the Boys universe. My name is RJ Ochoa, and we have a lot to get to, so we're going to fly through the names. We're going to go in clockwise order. Tony Catalina, give us one word, everybody. Uh, it has to be different, and it has to describe the 0-1-1 Cowboys. Tony, go. Depressing. Uh, okay, next up, Danny Phantom. Uh, Danny, what is your one word? You are muted, so great job uh, getting this party started on the right note. You really want me to talk? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so what's your one word? <laughs> one of this whole thing, yeah. Uh, my one word is... Can you Can you go back to me? <laughs> Uh, okay, Danny. Uh, again, Dan had Campbell? I have a lot to get to, um, but we're just going to go with uh, Blank Space. Uh, it's a great Taylor Swift song. Um, that's yours, uh, Danny. Uh, Dave Sturchio joining us tonight in the top right corner. Sturch, what is your one word to describe the 2022 Dallas Cowboys? Optimistic. Of course it is. Uh, next up, we have Jess <laughs> Navarez. Jess, the BTB superstar. You hear her every day on our Dallas Cowboys Daily Podcast. Also on DallasCowboys.com's Girls Talk, Boys Talk. That's a lot of words. Jess, what is your one word? Aggravating. Oh, Johnny Boy RN says frustrating in the chat. Um, next up, Brandon Clements. Uh, Brandon, what is your one word? It cannot be Ethernet, which may be the uh, internet connection you have to go for uh, for certain things in your life. Yeah, right uh defense that's my word okay uh kevin uh says disgusted aj's one word is jess i don't know if that's his word or like just saying hi uh burn 1686 says pissed i have not seen the latest uh, house of the dragon but burns um avatar is that uh here on youtube halman what is your one word sad Okay, uh, and LP Cruz joining us for the first time, one of our newer writers here at Blogging the Boys, the latest arrival to the roundtable. Thankfully, we don't uh, award negative points for tardiness, LP. Uh, what is your one word? Uninspiring. I'm going to say the LP wins. That was, uh, I think, the longest word that anybody had to offer. Dan, you lose for obvious reasons. Um, so um, not a great way to start things off. I don't know if Sturge is talking to somebody behind the camera. Or no, I'm trying that. to see how many letters are in optimistic, but I think I failed. You can't beat me in Scrabble, man. <laughs> Scrabble champion. You're not winning that one. Sorry. Okay. So we've all kind of said 
and done the same sort of things. Everybody's pissed. Everybody's mad. We get it. We're all bummed that Dak Prescott's hurt. Nobody thinks the Cowboys are going to beat the Bengals on Sunday, except for maybe Dave Sturgeo over at Chop Sports. So make sure you check out his daily show uh, where he will give you uh, his reasons why. We're going to do a little bit of a different thing. LP, you're new around here. The roundtables are a bit of a game. Uh, it's an objective game. Um, all the points are handed out in an objective fashion. At the end, there is a roundtable winner. If memory serves, I believe Tony, you have won a roundtable. Howman, you have won a roundtable. And Jess, you have won a roundtable. Brandon, Sturch, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, you are all losers, right? In, in so many words. <laughs> right. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Well, so um, we've got, you know, more than half of the group here. Um, I'm obviously independent, uh, has not won a roundtable. So LP, maybe you show up and, and you never know what happens. But um, normally, LP, since you haven't been here before, our Twitter handles are on the screen. Um, and there are a lot of us here, so we've removed them. But today is all about Twitter. We're going to kind of roll through the latest Dallas Cowboys topics through the lens of a game that we are going to call Who Tweeted That? All right. I have gone through. I'm really emotional about this. I have found a tweet from each of you that you have had at some point since the Cowboys lost or were in the process of losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or since Dak Prescott was hurt. Something to help kind of springboard uh, a topic or a question. So I'm going to read the tweet. I'm going to put it on the screen, and I would like for somebody to guess who tweeted it. Obviously, you're going to know. I, I would hope that your short-term memory is not that bad, uh, that you have forgotten who tweeted. I can verify who tweeted these things. Uh, but we're going to go through and we're going to talk about a few different things. So is everybody ready? Everybody understand the rules? Oof, yeah. this is rough. Do, do you Jess, want us not to react? Like, if you know I, yeah, it's yours, if, don't if react. It's your tweet, yeah. If it's your tweet, be cool. Like, you're, we're, we're playing a game here. There's a winner. I mean, so there will be some, you know, I know the Emmys were last night. You know what I mean? Like, we got, you know, or Sunday night, whatever it was. Uh, so there is a, a bit of poker face going on here. Uh, let other people kind of react and stew on your tweet. Um, and if you correctly guess who somebody else's tweet was, you know, maybe some extra points involved here. But I don't know if you all follow each other. I don't mean to make this awkward. Uh, maybe you saw somebody's tweet. So if you did, let's go honor system, people. You know what I mean? I don't want you to, to be like, oh, I know that so-and-so tweeted this if you saw it. So are we all ready? Are we all good? Yep. All right, Jess, you, uh, like I was saying, you, had, you covered your face. Are you nervous? You know what? Uh, when, when game time's on... I, I'm very mm. unforgiving on Twitter. So um, I, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. If it's a, if it's an embarrassing tweet, I, I really get into it, especially when I being there, that, that was rough. That was rough. Everybody cut me some slack. All right. Okay. I will say I will not award negative points. If you incorrectly guess who tweeted it, I would like to encourage some guessing uh, here. Yeah. Just let's, let's go. First one up Cowboys owner slash GM slash team doctor. By the way, I've had to shorten some of these tweets. You all um, like a lot of words and we had to kind of get creative here, but this initially said Jerry Jones is optimistic that Dak Prescott, Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick should all return to action soon. And there is no reason to worry. So please continue to buy tickets. Does anybody have any idea who tweeted this? Sturch, your hand is raised. I want to say this is a Howman tweet. Okay, so your guess is Howman. Jess, you also raised your hand. I was going to say it's a Sturch tweet. Okay, so Tony. I think it's Mr. Phantom. You think it's Mr. Phantom. Uh, Brandon, you agree it's Danny Phantom. Howman, yeah. do you have a guess? I'm going to guess LP. 
Okay, LP, uh, you're new to blogging the boys, so it's actually a really difficult game for you specifically. Uh, <laughs> I'll get it, don't worry. Uh, but who do you, um, and we actually don't have the names on the screen. I know you're also new to identifying us all in a visual sense, so I've made this super challenging for you, LP. My apologies early on. Who tweeted this in your estimation? Well, first of all, thanks for the hazing. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Phantom. Okay, uh, would the person who tweeted this reveal themselves? There's a little bit of mass Singer going on here. Danny Phantom, the camera's not too wide. There's a lot of us in the room. You got to like put your hand right in front of the camera. Danny Damn. Phantom, you tweeted this. Everybody follow Danny on Twitter at Danny Phantom 24. It is inspired by the old Nickelodeon cartoon. Danny, what was the thought process here? Jerry Jones uh, hit the radio airwaves of 105 through the fan on Tuesday, said the Cowboys were not going to be putting Dak Prescott on injured reserve. Uh, Jerry is trying hard, seemingly, to sell things. A lot of people accuse the Joneses of only caring about money. They had the highest-rated season opener on NBC since 2015, a game which also featured the Dallas Cowboys, by the way. Shout-out to Tony Romo and Lance Dunbar. I was and Jason Witten with the game-winner. Shout-out to Sturch. Um, do you, is, that, is that your vibe, Danny? You know, first off, I want to say that anybody who follows me or reads my tweets needs to understand that I'm probably not being serious. So I want to just kind of get that out there first off. Look, it, it's hard. It's hard for me to tell who's you know feeling what. All right, guys, this was a game I made up. All right, how about some some shout outs to RJ for the fun you know times this, we're about to have. This is a great, great game. Shot, I love it. Thank great you, job. Brandon. Thank you. Good. Ten points for Brandon. All right. Go ahead, I, th I think that it's it's important to to just really basically just not stop listening to him. I mean, just you know whatever whatever he says. Don't. I mean, all the false hope that he gives us. I mean, we we should know by now not not to take the cheese so i don't know i just think it's important to just kind of remind how silly it is to listen to to jerry jones and i and i try to progressively make my information more ridiculous so people realize by the end that this is not real but uh so just stop listening to jerry jones he's not uh a doctor Tony, you were the first person to guess Danny. Johnny Boy says in the chat that it was a clownish interview. Again, talking about Jerry's appearance today. We're, we're doing this on Tuesday. Um, do you feel like we've reached the point where these, you know, and shout out to the fan. They do a great job of interviewing him. They're the home of the Dallas Cowboys. But do you feel like these are really unproductive? And in fact, they only kind of serve to generate negative attention for the Cowboys? Yeah, I think anytime Jerry and Steven talk now, it's just met with like a little bit of disgust, right? I think nobody really believes what they're saying anymore. It's just smoke. And, um, you know, I think that it'll never happen. I know this will never happen, but I think the team as a whole will be better served if they just took a step back and just, you know, let the football talk and do a thing. And, you know, if, if you're going to be a GM, I mean, I don't know how many GMs literally meet with radio stations every single week, you know, and they're giving us doctor, like he said, like Danny said, like doctor prognosis. And and, and he knows about Dax. He, he must've did the surgery because he knows how the hand's healing and stuff. So uh, yeah, I think this is better served if they just, you know, be quiet for a little bit. Howman, do you buy what Jerry is, is trying to sell here and that Dak Prescott can return within a four week span, which is why they are not placing him on injured reserve. Or do you fall into what some people would say is the pessimistic category that the Cowboys are just trying to keep hope alive, that they don't want to put a, a huge dampen on the season by putting him on IR at this moment in time. Well, I, I definitely believe that he's going to return within that, that shorter window that they have, but I don't think that's what the doctors are recommending. I think that this is a case of them trying to rush him back because they're trying to keep the season alive. And I think what we know about Dak Prescott as a competitor, he wants to get out there as soon as possible. He probably doesn't want to miss any time at all. Um, so he's probably on board with that. But I think it's going to be kind of similar to uh, the, the Carolina Panthers game with Tony Romo when he kind of rushed back and 
just his last start. Game. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, and, and he and he got hurt right away again in that game, and he wasn't playing well before it. So I think it's, I think we're seeing that play out all over again, and it's only going to result in more heartbreak. Sturch, I saw you had a quote tweet um, about this news, and, and you were—I don't want to say excited, but you were a little bit positive. Do you do you buy this? Do you think it's possible? Do you think it's a good idea? Um, are you willing to kind of trust it at this point? By the way, uh, Frederick says, "Great job, Jess, on Girls Talk Boys Talk on DallasCowboys.com." Sturch, um, I mean, I'm not—I'm not buying the prognosis. I'm—I'm I'm buying the fact that, like, unfortunately, we're all going to have to like concede that the the Joneses are going to try to push for this to happen. They, they push a lot of buttons there. It's not. It's not Mike McCarthy's team like everybody might think. You know what I mean? Like this is this is Jerry saying, look, the minute this guy can grip a football, you better put him out there because your butt's on the line too. And you you would have to assume Mike McCarthy's thinking that too. Like, I, I don't know. Like, is a Cooper Rush better than a banged up Dak right now? I don't know. I, I, at this point, I don't know after last week. Uh, well, that was a great first tweet. So shout out to you, Danny Phantom. Again, the procedure of you like answering that it was yourself was really off. So you were kind of the guinea pig in that sense. Um, so thank you for falling on that sword for us, Danny. Um, let's move on. Next one. This one was tweeted during the Cowboys loss to the Buccaneers. Um, not a lot of positives, obviously, to take away a pretty short list, but the tweet literally reads another positive. So seemingly implying there were multiple um, out of tonight's game, Dalton Schultz. Does anybody have a guess? Tony, you got the last one, right? So don't guess here. Um, anybody have a guess? Brandon, your hand is raised. Hellman. You think it's Hellman? Sturge. Hellman. Hellman. Do you have a guess? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Jess. It's not Hellman. It is Jess. Congratulations. Follow Jess on Twitter at Jess Navarez underscore Jess. Um, what were the positives? Uh, you are a, a pretty bright, shiny, sunshiny <laughs> person. Um, uh, what, what were they? What were the, the, the non-Dalton Schultz positives? Here's the thing. So as far as Dalton Schultz, I've talked about this really all week all week being Monday and Tuesday. Dalton tweeted this. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, you look back at Dalton Schultz's career so far and you never really expected anything from him, right? You didn't even think he'd make the 53 back then. But for the fact that he had to become the clutch guy for Dak during this game, and he was probably the most clutch guy for Dak during this game, says a whole lot. And you really... You really can't knock him because that wasn't even his position to do that. That was the wide receiver group that really was supposed to be clutch for Dak in all aspects, and and we know they weren't. So for Dalton Schultz to go out there, have himself a game, be the most clutch player, I had to give him a little bit positive ray of light here because he deserved it. There wasn't very many positives going uh, out of this game. And so, yeah, Dalton Schultz, I, I think, stepped up. And uh, I loved his quote after the game of stepping into the storm. And um, I don't know. I I think he's showing he's on his franchise tag. He wants his contract. And that's really all I could have asked from Dalton Schultz. Uh, as for the rest of the offense, I'm going to I'm going to stay quiet now because I don't really have anything nice to say. Um, a reminder that everybody can listen to the Blog and the Boys Roundtable on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, where you can hear a lot of these voices. We had a new show drop earlier today. Johnny Boy RN says, Jess, that you and Brandon, not Brandon Clemens, but Brandon Laurie, uh, knocked it out on the first episode of the Writer's Block. Everybody can listen to that there. LP, what are the non-Dalton Schultz offensive positives for the Dallas Cowboys out of Sunday night? In my opinion, I thought it was Tyler Smith. Uh, okay, all right. a big spot. And, and I know that the tape is out, so he's going to be probably overly criticized or overly assessed. But what you expect, a guy being dropped out of nowhere to left tackle at a spot that he struggled with penalties, to hold him as well as he did against some good pass rushers, 
Trylon Shoyanka, also against Shaq Barrett. I thought he played pretty well. And I, I think it's a positive, but it may create a cloud of what do you do uh, with Jason Peters. But I think it's a great first start and a great impression for a guy that there's a lot of pressure on already. Kevin has awarded you five points, LP. A reminder that the crowd can award points. We've already seen that so far tonight. Uh, so, Kevin, uh, good job handing those out. Danny, you are generally a pretty positive Cowboys fan, which is why the, the kind of, you know, sarcastic tweet earlier was was kind of, you know, that was me throwing a curveball early on. Shout out to me. Uh, but, Danny, do you agree that, you know, Tyler Smith, that that is kind of like, if there's one thing you can feel great about, it's maybe the Cowboys really did, you know, find another stud in the first round this year. You know, first off, I just want to say that I think that Jess was – trying to ensure that she would not get blocked on Twitter. By Dalton, <laughs> Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a so, blocker. That's a great so, point. And, and I love Schultz. You know, he, he's great. I, I'm not sure what that little, little twirl that he did there on that one play. That was uh that was a little bit weird, but I, I want to say too, as cause I've been uh, Tyler Smith's worst, worst critic. You know, I've been saying a lot of things about him, you know, as far as just where I, I think he's at and, and, you know, and then them throwing them out left tackle. I thought he was great. I mean, I, you know, you could definitely see that this is this is a first round tackle. And uh, so that made me feel really good. And I will just also trickle down the line. I thought McGovern in what little action he saw played well in Biotish. I mean, I really thought that for me, who was completely um, just stricken in fear by the, the offensive line situation, I felt a lot better about that. So that's one thing that I take out of this game is that I don't think the offensive line is going to going to crush our season that's true it's just literally everything else right um okay um great job okay so dan you we will lp dan you both shouted out tyler smith we got a shout out for Connor mcgovern we got a shout out for tyler biotish um we also i mean don't have to shout out zach martin that's kind of implied so that being said jess thank you for the tweet jess is on twitter at jess navarro's underscore next one up in our game um this was a little bit of a complicated thing so the person who tweeted it will ultimately have to explain it a little bit but the tweet reads Am I wrong for reading this as Terrence Steele's job is not secure? Um, I will say this had to do with Jerry's interview on the fan on Tuesday. He was, I'll just explain, hyping up uh, or talking about Jason Peters. Uh, He mentioned he could play both sides. Jerry did about Jason Peters, which again would infer that maybe the Cowboys, to your point, Dan and LP, are considering keeping Tyler Smith at left tackle, kicking Jason over to the right side, which would mean a demotion for Terrence Steele. So does anybody have a guess who tweeted this? LP, you're raising your hand. Again, we're honor system, people. Let's all be cool. Tony? All right. Uh, Danny, you had your hand raised. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who tweeted it, but uh, I have a guess. Uh, That's literally the question, so thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because, I, because I disagree with it so much, I'm going to pick on my, my buddy, uh, uh, Holman. I think uh, I think I, I don't, I, it sounds like some, it has a little negative twist to it. That where I, I Howman, you that. are a popular guess. Um, it is not, I'll say it's not Howman. Howman, who do you think tweeted this? Um, I'm going to go with the honor system because I actually saw this tweet. So I, I will. Okay. So that, you'll, you'll abstain. Let's just go there. Uh, Brandon, um, who, who do you think tweeted this? Uh, I'll just say Sturge. And Sturge, I did see you raise your hand. Who tweeted this? This is a Tony tweet. Jess. Tony, 100%. And I didn't Tony see Tony is on Twitter at Tony <laughs> underscore Catalina. Uh, the Wine Mixer is an event that he and his wife sponsor. You can check that out every summer over on the uh, the West Coast. Uh, but, Tony, um, explain yourself. Do you think Terrence Steele's job should be in jeopardy? And how do you feel about Dan, you know, so vehemently disagreeing with you and then pinning that blame on Hellman? You know, I think when, when we have – Jerry Jones speak as much as he does. You kind of learn to try to read through the tea leaves a little bit. And 
he went out of his way like he does most of the time to, to say too much. I think in this situation when they were talking about Jason Peters and Tyler Smith and he made sure to throw in that Jason Peters has that we have that flexibility up front. You know, he has the ability to play both tackle spots is what Jerry Jones said. So it's like, why would you say that if everybody in the world is under the impression that he got brought in to play left tackle so Tyler Smith can kick inside? And we sit here and know that Terrence Steele had four penalties. And then we also know that Kellen Moore made that a, a, an emphasis, didn't say him by name, but in his availability with the media also said, you know, if you can't stop the pre-snap penalties, we're going to stop them for you. So I took all that understanding, you know, maybe that may not be a direct, but it may be a wake-up call to Terrence Steele that, listen, even though he's the guy that's supposed to take Lowell Collins' job here, if, if they got some people that can get the job done and Terrence Steele can't nip this penalty stuff in the bud, I think everybody's on notice right now. Oh, shout out to rookie move RJ Ochoa for muting himself. Go ahead. Sturge, uh, I was uh, sipping some Diet Coke, so I mean, I was ah, really yeah. actually being polite. Um, so shout out to me for being polite. Uh, Sturge, I actually was talking to you. I don't know if you could oh. tell by like the way I was, you know, moving my mouth. Like you, you, you could, it's really creepy. Uh, but, um, how do you feel about this? Do you give the Cowboys credit for saying, you know what? Tyler Smith played well. Let's let's be open to all options. Or do you feel like, dude, quit overreacting. It was one game. You're about to have Cooper Rush back there. You need, you know, Jason Peters to play left tackle. Let's quit messing around. Especially Connor McGovern's hurt now. You got to kick Tyler Smith inside. DeLunatic noted in the chat that if you're playing this way with Tyler Smith and Jason Peters as your tackles, now all of a sudden Matt Farniak is a starter on your line. Um, I, I think, honestly, if, if you want to take into what they said at the end of last year about cleaning up the penalties, right, if you want to take that serious, then, yeah, making Terrence Steele's job up for grabs, if he doesn't knock this crap off, then, yeah, then, then that's a thing I can actually buy into. Um, Again, maybe this is just kind of lighting a fire under him a little bit, just like, hey, man, look, we told you about this. You did it anyway. <laughs> like, we do have other guys on this roster that are more than capable <laughs> of taking your spot, and maybe that's what they're doing. I mean, do I buy into that they would bench Terrence Steele right now? No, but maybe I just – maybe a little motivation wouldn't hurt anybody. Halman, the Cowboys have taken every opportunity to this point to praise Terrence Steele. He's sort of like uh, the poster child for the McCarthy-Joe Philbin era in a lot of senses. Terrence Steele, you could argue, is the reason or the, the justification to some degree in moving on from Lyle Collins, in pinning so many hopes on Josh Ball. Um, would – benching him not be some sort of acknowledgement that their process as a whole is flawed or is it am, am i reading way too much into that i mean i think it definitely would be an indictment of that process especially because um i mean i, I agree with what tony was saying about the comments that jerry made the comments that kellen made um potentially signaling something of a problem for terrence Steele, but at the same time they just spent this whole offseason they got rid of leo collins they didn't bring in uh, a really experienced swing tackle or any sort of competition. They still haven't to this field. point, by the way. Still haven't. Right. Um, although Jason Peters is ramping up, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but uh, they they just anointed him before he even really uh, had a chance to actually claim that starting right tackle job. Uh, and after one game, I don't see them actually moving on. I feel like this was more of more of sort of a sending a message to Terrence Steele of like you got to get your act together. Uh, which I do think that in fairness, he will end up doing because he has not been a heavily penalized player, especially with false starts through his first two years uh, in his career. So it was a little bit of an aberration for him on Sunday. I think he'll probably get back to the kind of play that we've seen from him. 
I just want to remind everyone because I didn't early um, early on that Tony actually has access to the banners I've created here. So if he is getting a lot of these right, everybody, you know, just wow. <laughs> just, Talk about you know, honor system. I, I know. I, I, I thought I, we were going by the honor system. The honor I forgot about that until right now. So I mean, Tony, Tony, do you want to admit that you looked early, or do you? Is that are you going to tell us that you actually guessed correctly? No, I mean, I, I think me and Danny have been teammates for about a year and a half now. I think I know his tweets, so that's the only one I put my name on. Um, Bannergate, Bannergate, mm, twenty twenty two. Negative points um, for RJ. Uh, Brandon, um, who should be? The Dallas Cowboys starting left tackle. Well, to me, it comes down to who do you want to le- who do you want more left guard? Do you want Tyler Smith or do you want Matt Farniak? Then who's For your me, five? I, want, I go with when when Peters is ready. You put Peters at left tackle. You put Tyler Smith at left guard. You you know you you keep Bediash at uh, at center. You have right guard, obviously Zach Martin, and then you keep Terrence Steele at right tackle. That's that, that's where it goes. I just I like Matt Farniak at Farniak as a as a you know a backup guard, but I do not want to see him starting. Not at this point. Mm. Danny, um, you had a problem with this tweet, especially when you thought it was Hellman's. Again, Hellman, you know, you're catching a lot of residuals here. Um, so you, are you a big fan of Terrence Steele then in that sense, Danny? Oh yeah. I mean still, so yeah, he has he had a bad game with penalties, but if you actually look at the tape, he played he played like Terrence Steele. So I have no issues. I mean that's silly to be thinking about, you know, removing him from the from the mix. Um and I also, too, if you watch closely, I mean, the guy false starts every snap. He's so quick off the snap. But now, granted, this was a little bit more of a flinchy sort of thing going on there. So that's not the typical false start we give. But I am not worried. Plus, to quote our great coach, Mike McCarthy, what, <laughs> what am I, what am I going to do? Bench him? I mean, you're not going mean, to gonna play him. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, t- still's fine. And, but I, I want to get in on this question, too, because – I uh, and this is weird for me to say. It was an, you had an invitation to get in on the question. What do you mean yeah, you want well, to? You're well, in I the mean, process I of it. I want to get it on the Jason Peters thing too, because I mean, I don't. I would tell you, yeah, get Peters out there or as soon as you can. You know, if you asked me a week ago, but now I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know because I really liked what I saw from Tyler Smith. I will say this too, and everybody has said it already. Farniok was he was struggling, so you know, and we might have to out of out of need to get um, play Tyler Smith. You know, I left left guard, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I just want to say that Smith, he's, I mean, if it wasn't for the injury, I think that he would probably not let go of that of that left tackle spot, and it's weird to say that. Jess, you raised for, your hand me. politely. Um, are we talking about the Terrence Steele that had all of those penalties? Are we mm. talking about the same person here? Because what is the most frustrating thing for me is the momentum killing that he did three times in a row, not just one, not just two, but three to me, that is unacceptable discipline. And I I think, you know, not, not at that point did the Cowboys really have a chance for, for making up for what they had already lost throughout the game. But that doesn't help when you have one single player sitting there giving you three penalties in a row. To me, it, it says, there's an issue with, with discipline. And he acknowledged it after the game and saying, yeah, I can't do that. Okay. But nobody should be doing that. Those penalties literally put the knife in the wound, dug it in deeper, added some salt and said, Hey, let's, let's make it worse than what it already was. So for me, I'm not happy with Terrence Steele this week. He has a lot 
a lot to prove as far as the discipline aspect goes, because I know we are not talking about the same guy that gave us three penalties in a row. AT&T Stadium erupted in booing at that point. By the way, I would just like to point that out. That was not okay. And and for me, I was actually really surprised to see that he was still playing after three penalties in a row. And something I'm going to end up being notorious for here is I'm going to remind you all of a number. That's one, two, seven. That's the amount of penalties the Cowboys got last year. And on the road we are on right now, I really don't want to go to one, two, eight. So penalties are a really big thing for me right now as most Cowboys nation. So I know we're not talking about that same Terrence Steele guys. I know we're not. There was a lot there. You're okay, talking for, drive killers. I thought you were talking about Kellen Moore. But that's, first, first of all, um, I would like to know what city uh, 127 is the area code for, if you could find that address. Um, I'm curious about that now that you said let, it. Let me Google that. Let me Google uh, that. I got you. Uh, so, uh, Sturge, Brandon, you both raised your hands again. Politeness uh, is something that we reward here. Kevin gave Jess five points. Sturge, I don't know if this lines up with what you wanted to speak about, but Kevin says that we said bye-bye to Connor Williams over this stuff. The Cowboys did make it a point to – move or to at least not bring back Connor Williams and, and kind of paint him out to be the villainous penalty machine and had a, a nice opening game for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but what is your thought? My thought is right now he's the best right tackle you have on the roster so that you can't, I mean, look, the, the penalties absolutely mm. suck. They are killers. Um, I would almost, and, I, and this is going to sound a little ridiculous, but if I had to choose one thing, I would choose his penalties over Kellen Moore's trick plays when we're on a roll. <laughs> so I would choose those as drive killers more than I would choose Terrence Steele. At least when Terrence Steele has his pre-snap penalties, you know, it's just a discipline thing. You know, you're being a putz for a second. You'll you'll fix it. You'll correct it. Kellen Moore has been infamous for all this stuff. So I'm not putting all the blame on uh, Terrence Steele here. I can't. Uh, by the way, Jess, you let us know Massachusetts is where 127 is. Tony, oh, uh, Tony. Ne- negative Tony. five points for you, Tony, because you are from that area and you didn't tell us. So, um, you know, 508. I'm the 508. Uh, I'm not- again, Tony, your time has passed. This was your tweet, though. Brandon, final one on this tweet. Yeah, Jess, I just got I just got to follow up what you were saying. So you're telling me you would rather have Farniok in the starting five over Terrence Steele at this point? Farniok didn't give me three penalties in a row during this okay. first game. So right. I, I'm, I'm talking I'm talking for this game specifically. Going forward, I don't think I've seen enough to say at this point because really can we base the projection of the rest of the season based on what we saw in this first game all the way? No. To a certain extent, maybe. But give me a couple more games and I'll answer your question. But as of right now, Farniok did not give me three penalties in a row. That was a great tweet uh, inspired, of course, uh, on Twitter at Tony underscore Catalina. Great job. Uh, We are playing a game here for the live audience that joined us late. Who tweeted that? Um, So next one up. Um, I don't think it's a secret that um, Cowboys fans are pissed. I mean, this is, I think, you know, would we all agree this is among the like most volatile the Cowboys fan base has been at least since we all got into blog, internet, media, culture. (laughs) Since since January, RJ. Well, like. (laughs) I mean, no, but like, I mean, this is this is pretty up there. Like, it's it's hard to think of a time where where the heat was this hot. Um, and so there is this debate swirling around, and it kind of tends to happen um, when when things are when times are bad. Um, hey, you got to support your team no matter what. Like, who the the coaches know what they're doing. Trust them. Kellen Moore is perfect. Shut up, Sturge. Or there's this this perspective of like, hey, look. I buy tickets. I buy jerseys. I have the right. I'm a fan. I want to see this team win. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to call it like I see it. So this tweet says. For the Cowboys, I've skipped dates, cut class, faked sick. One of you actually tweeted this. From work, dodged a whooping past bedtime 
that's as real as it gets. And I can still say this front office is waste management. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, you looked taken aback. Um, who do you think tweeted this? I mean, it, it sounds like search. I don't know, man. It sounds like <laughs> this would never be a search tweet. That would imply I had dates too. So, <laughs> he, you know, I, he I looks know. like a he looks like a kid that was getting a lot of whoopings. So, you know, that's why I would. <laughs> um, Jess, you were cracking up. Who tweeted this? That has to be Sturge. Come on. Donnie Boy RN. Even when he denies it, still guessed Sturge. Right. Halman, do you have nobody guessed Halman? Halman, you've been the popular guest. Do you have a tweet? Or a guess, sorry. Um I'm just because everybody keeps guessing Sturge, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with LP. It was LP, our newest member at Blog and the Boys on Twitter. At LP, SDQ flight guess. crew. LP, there are two SDQ flight crews. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> you can we can figure figure that out on uh, on Twitter. Uh, but um, explain yourself uh, first of all. So I mean, that came from years of being a fan. Like I've been a fan since I was like six. So I'm in to people that don't know me. I'm in the DC area. So I grew up like before we had NFL tickets. So to catch a Cowboys game, you had to really be there to catch it. There was no like replay. I didn't have cable as a kid. So if they were on local, I'm watching that game. So I would, I mean, this is like blood, sweat, and tears. Me being a kid, not going to college classes. Hey, let's link up. Uh, I'll skip that one. Or, you know, I remember vividly like skipping work to watch T.O. play the, uh, the Eagles. So I've been a fan through thick and thin. And even being a kid, skipping bedtime, like this is my team. So whether or not you feel like they, they can do no wrong, no, they've done me wrong personally. <laughs> do so, you feel that way, LP? Like, do, do you do you yeah. feel wrong? Do you feel like the the love or the attention or whatever you want to call it is not reciprocated right now? Do you do, do you do you fall more in line? Not to divide the like thoughts, but more in line with the they don't care, they're doing this poorly, they just only care about ratings, whatever. Like, are you are you more that side than you are? No, they have a plan and they're just working on. It and you have to trust it. What is the plan? So, and, and I, I've said this though, and, and look, if I'm speaking for the fan that's pissed off, then hey, by all means. But I said this and I believe this and I will maintain in my heart, this team punted this game way back during the draft, way back after trading Amari and knowing that Gallup was not going to play. They knew that. They knew it. So they set us up as fans. They pumped like RJ, everybody, like America. <laughs> they sat there. just america like no no respect for the rest of the world respect nah, all right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my burning <laughs> mac right now america i'm telling all you guys they sat there knowing what was going to happen and they sabotaged that game jerry sat there on the dais with stephen a smith promoting this game promoting this experience to us knowing good and well we were not trying to win this game i didn't i was not going to replace michael gallup i was not going to go out and get a receiver i'm not going to get a driver's Landry who scored twice on sunday i believe I wasn't trying to do any of that. I'm good. I got James Washington for a discount. <laughs> the discount dudes. So to be honest with you, yeah, I'm upset. And I don't trust them. So all this that you talked about earlier at the kickoff, they're pumping sunshine. Dak is hurt. Dak is legit hurt. We know he's hurt. But you saw the tickets for the Bengals game, right? Those tickets are – they're available, aren't they? They're down. 35 bucks, and you ain't getting it from me. So there's that. Sturch, you were accused of writing this tweet by really America, uh, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, right. uh, I, how, how do you I'll, feel? I'll, I'll back this up. Okay, I've also skipped out on major things. A date? I mean, it depends on the girl. 
Uh, I cut class. That's, I mean, they're cut class. It wouldn't make sense. They play on Sundays and Mondays. So I really, that, that never really applied. There's Thursdays. It, they're Thursday games. Fine. It's fine. Monday Faked sick from work. Um, I would say I, hmm, I saw, I told one of my bosses one time I had to go to court on a Sunday. Uh, and nobody but believed the, me because the idea of school on, on a Sunday. Sunday is now impossible to believe. Interesting. Nah, there's no, there's no, <laughs> uh, and I didn't dodge any ass kickings, but I will say I LP is like he right there. Like that whole thing he just said earns a whole lot of, I I've known, known him since Twitter, like the Twitter verse and stuff. And I've seen what he's had to say, but right there, like signifies to me. He's just become instantly one of my favorite people on the internet. So that's that's well done. A thousand points to you, bro. Thanks, Um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Danny, um, you are a really positive Cowboys fan. Like you, you have extended them the benefit of the doubt in a lot of ways that a lot of people wouldn't and haven't. Um, that being said, do you agree with this consensus that that they have? I mean, I, I will say this, like, even if you don't agree, Danny, I cannot think of a time and I'm not trying to just like live through the prism of a Cowboys fan where the broadcast openly dragged them. Like that was that was surreal that, that Chris Collinsworth was openly chastising and questioning Jess. I know you're at the game, but like literally calling out their team building philosophy. I mean, kind of, you know, thumbing their, you know, his nose at them and, and, and almost mocking them. I mean, it does kind of feel like it's them against the world and they're the only ones who realize that, that they don't have this right. Danny. Well, thanks for uh, setting me up to basically there's no way for me to answer this question without uh, <laughs> agreeing, but guess what? I'm going to. Um, because I am the optimistic guy. So listen here. One thing that I think that it, a lot of people are doing, and we all have to remind ourselves, you know, it's it's a, it's okay to react to week one, but you, we definitely do not want to overreact. And I want to point out a couple things. I want to point out the first off, the Bucks are a really good team, and, and the Bucks are a team that blocked really well. And the, the way that they their offense, you know, the guards were pulling, and and I think they're getting hats on hats. I really think they played a really well, a really good game. And it, I mean, our defense played above average to me not great but above average so i i want to say that there's there's part of this it's like this is just a week one matchup that we didn't play well um a quarterback got hurt you know which makes us really sad but i really i really think that and i I feel like this whole show is going to just completely overlook this we have to talk about the the terrible play of dak prescott i mean you're you're that's fair point I mean, if Prescott would have played more to his level, this could have been different. Uh, so, I mean, and he just had one of his worst games that he's ever had in his, his career. He was really bad. So, I mean, there's a lot of people we can blame too. But I, if your quarterback's going to go out there and play like that, you, you're not going to win any games and you're not going to score any touchdowns. And that's exactly what happened. So I would say that I'm not freaking out. I'm not the sky is falling. I think we're done sort of thing. Um, but I do. I do think that we just had a very bad game, and I think it's really tough to to say just how how not good this team is based on just this one game. 
Danny, what I would say to your point is they built the team so that Dak had to be flawless. You're right. Dak played poorly, and that should he be said. He doesn't be flawless. He just has he to be does. better. I mean, like, Dak has to, was, has to thread things through triple. Tom Brady has Julio Jones in addition to Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, who's, who's in the fold. And Tom Brady you know, wants receivers. The Buccaneers go out and get them. And actually, something that to your point, Danny – I don't think we've said even once Dak Prescott was kind of the dude who gave the seal of approval to Jalen Tolbert. Right. And and the Cowboys went in and drafted Jalen Tolbert. He was a healthy scratch on Sunday. I mean, so there is some some blame to lay at the feet of Dak Prescott. But I think, you know, there's a, there's enough blame to go around. There's enough pie to go around, um, so to speak. Tony, you sounded pretty dejected on first and 10 uh, with Sturge and Aiden. Um, do you agree with LP? Do you agree with Danny not that these are opposing ideas? Like, how do you feel? Do you feel scorned or unappreciated as a fan? You you actually have said somewhat beautifully that you you get chills, like you'll be driving and you'll imagine the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl and kind of tear up. And that that moment feels so far away if it is ever going to happen in our lifetimes. Yeah, I think um, when we recorded the first to ten podcast, it was like one a.m. You know, <laughs> after you know, in the one two seven. It was one a.m. in the one two seven. In the five oh eight, excuse me. So. <laughs> But yeah, you know, in that situation, Dak, you don't know what his injury situation is. We know it's not good. Um, you, you, the things are starting to trickle out. Yeah, you're tired because you, you're drained. You know how these Cowboys games are. We all kind of emotionally invest into this. And then when the game doesn't look good and it goes the way it does, you, you're dejected. I think that's the perfect word for it. And I, I really do feel like LP does. You know, I've skipped out on work. I've skipped out on parties. Like, you know, I've... It, I'm That's how it feels. Parties, big time brag by Tony Carlino over here. <laughs> Listen, yeah, <laughs> pool parties. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, so you, you sit there and, and you don't you don't think the team like owes you anything, but but you almost feel like it does. Like you I, you give so much to this team and you put so much time and effort and emphasis. It's like, and to me, you know, I, I I've had this conversation. LP knows we're I was we're in a group chat together. I'm I'm fighting them. Like at some point, you know. Like the loyalty stuff, I think we've earned our stripes, right? I think everybody here is is had their case of I I skipped on this and you know and I've sacrificed that and you just don't feel like this team is rewarding you back for that and and you know it, it, it's a tough situation to sit here and, and to be upset, but that's exactly how you should feel right now. Mm, wow. you, got, you, need, you need to skip out on your pity parties because you guys are depressing me. You know what, Dan? Oh, I was gonna say, like, you know, spicy. I, I, I'm not in this group chat. That's all I'm saying. Like, now I feel excluded. I mean, if, so apparently, LP, <laughs> Tony, they got some good things going on here. They don't want to include us. You know, whatever. Maybe next time we all, the other six of us, have a game. You know, that's all, that's all I'll say. Uh, Brandon, you are the only one here wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey for the podcast audience. Do you feel unappreciated as a fan in this moment? I mean, yes, of course I do. I, I mean, I, just like everybody else, I've definitely missed events, uh, parties, things like that for, for Cowboys games and to come up disappointed. I mean, I will give my wife a little bit of credit. We were watching Tony Power get drafted back a few years ago while she was in labor. So she let me watch the NFL draft while she was giving birth to my first daughter. So that I give her a lot of credit there. Um, so I, I, there's been a lot of sacrifices across the board. And, yes, I've definitely been un, unappreciated as a Cowboys fan. But I am very optimistic that things will turn around. I, I do, tr- you know, I'm, I, I'm stealing, I guess, a, a Philly phrase, but trust, trust the process. I know it's been a long process, but I guess I always give Dallas the benefit of the doubt. They're, 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 they're my team. They're my, you know, my ride or die in the NFL. So, and I'll just say this as an upstate New Yorker, it's tough to watch the Buffalo Bills do what they're doing while I'm sitting here watching the Cowboys look, look terrible. Um, Jess, are you team anger? Are you team, um, frustration? Are you in the pity party with those of us? Like we have <laughs> snacks, uh, in the pity party, just to be clear. 
You know what? No, I'm not in the pity party. And here's why. I was in the pity party all day yesterday, and that was quite enough for me. I had one whole day of pity party, and then I moved on because it's done. There's nothing you can do about it. It already happened. It's over. Now all you can do is move forward going into Cincinnati. And I'm kind of just tired of talking about this game. We saw what happened. I was there. I saw it in person. I'm tired of reliving it, to be quite honest. And here's the thing. I think as Cowboys fans, we all have sacrificed a lot to reemphasize your point. And we've all given up a lot. I mean, yeah, you were talking about you've canceled dates. I I have rejected guys for not being Cowboys fans. I mean, I'm, I'm hardcore. Like, if you're a Philly fan, it's an automatic no. Like, you're not even getting the time of day over here. But, like, my, my point is, is we've all sacrificed something for our team. And, and that's what makes football football. If we didn't enjoy the Cowboys, we wouldn't be doing this right now. We wouldn't be tweeting about them. We wouldn't be talking about them. We wouldn't be doing podcasts. So with this amount of love you have, of course, there's going to be an amount of frustration and anger that comes when things like Sunday happen. It's not the end of the world, though. We're going to move on to week two. And uh, you know what? If, if we see the same thing we saw on Sunday that we did against the Bucks, then we're going to redo this conversation the week after that. And we're going to be frustrated again. But it's part of the cycle. And it's, it's part of the cycle that I think as Cowboys fans, we're, we're, we should be used to already. So I'm, I'm done being pessimistic about it. Um, it. It's frustrating. But at the end of the day, like we have another game. We have we have a whole season. This is only week one. This is usually my my like week 10 frustration. And if I were to take that out this week, then I can't even imagine the stress levels I would feel come week 10. So instead, I'm just going to say I'm going to be optimistic going forward. Brandon, you raised your hand. Yeah, Jess, I just caught a, I just caught something there. Are you uh, did you mention uh, Bill Belichick? We're on to Cincinnati. I just wanted to point that out. Nice. I thought you said that. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, look, look. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna award you negative points. You watch it. Oh, wow, um, Halman, I will often scroll to your timeline um, when I think something because you're one of the more reasonable people on Twitter. We have not gotten to a tweet of yours, um, so I'm excited to. Uh, but you you usually like, you may have a take or something that people disagree with, but it's usually founded in logic. That's what I appreciate. Um, what's your thought here? Are are you are you with LP? Are you you know finding the local bar to go watch the, the game at? Or and and therefore you know feel like this team doesn't appreciate you. Do you feel like they've gone about in the wrong way? Do you feel like they're just trying to sell some sort of thing here? Like you know, where do you fall? Um, I mean, listening to everybody else talk about this, the the thought that I had was this is just the difference between the Cowboys and all the other teams with mm. us having the owner as the general knew manager. It. Knew it. Well done. Keep going. And you know, because in the NFL, the owner their job is to make money. The GM's job is to win games so they don't get fired. What happens when the owner is also the GM and they don't have to worry about getting fired? They have no incentive to try and win games. They have no incentive to actually take all the measures that Les Snead is doing with the Rams, that uh, the Bills are doing up in Buffalo to build a roster that can actually compete and win at the highest levels. And the Cowboys are the biggest brand in all of sports. They're always the most valuable franchise. The money's not going to go away. You know, it's not like, it's not like we're talking about the Jaguars where, you know, fans will eventually lose interest if they're bad enough for so long, which they have been uh, recently. The Cowboys, they, they could go three Dave Campo years and they would still, you know, you hire Bill Parcells and people are back in the stadium. There, there's always mm-hmm. going to be people showing up. 
So I just, I don't think that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, I don't think they care about making fans feel appreciated. I don't think they care necessarily about doing what it actually takes to build a winning roster. They just want to win enough to get you hooked, get you into the stadium and keep the money flowing. Um, LP, this was your tweet. So we'll, we'll finish with you. First of all, Codger fan wants you to have more of a chance to talk. So I want to get to know you better. So after your answer to this question, please let us know, um, your favorite movie. Um, so, um, (laughs) do you, um, do you feel like the Cowboys do consider themselves a bit of a gateway to fandom, right? Like, Hey, you show up, you take one bite of us and and you're sold. Like we, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to worry about a return on investment because you're going to be here no matter what to Hellman's point. Uh, that was me as a kid. I mean, I can't speak for the modern person today because, I mean, I'm 90s to the death. And Tony knows me. I'm, I'm 90s all the way through. So my team. Yeah, are, the group chat. Know, we went over that. We're all excluded. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. But uh, it's all right. But that's just how, you know, me. Like, I, I was brought into being a Cowboys fan. So, and I, that's all that I've ever known in my life. I've never team hopped. So I saw these guys as superheroes. Like, I'm sitting there watching X-Men. I watch the Cowboys. And, like, y'all are like a juggernaut, which they were back then, right? So for me, it's like I got brought into that. So I will never see anything different. But I'm hooked. I'm hooked. At the, they're my addiction. I can't speak for every every kid coming up. Every kid coming up wants to like a Patrick Mahomes or somebody else. Mm. Um, and they may not stick with Patrick Mahomes, but I I stuck with my guys. You're so it's hard. Back then. So it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But to that point, my favorite movie is actually uh, Super Bad. So. Oh, well done. Um, what was right? That was a curveball because you yeah. mentioned X-Men and I really expected that. That was if a you had yeah, X-Men, I'm not a movie answer person, X2. Though. We were okay. Juggernaut and now we're like Fat Thor. <laughs> I, I, was, well, um, I was a friend of the, okay. the cartoon, but you know, y- y'all good. Y'all, yeah, y- Jess, that was a miss. That, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, okay. All right. We have three more tweets to get to. And nobody cheat with like process of elimination and do start doing mental math. Let's keep this fun. Uh, next uh, part of who tweeted that. Here we go. This was one I had to shorten as well. If there is no call made tomorrow, this was Sunday night, to improve the QB position over what we have right now without Dak, I'll officially declare that these owners truly all capitalized don't care about the fans. Brandon. Hellman. Okay. Jess. Hellman. Tony, you raised your hand. I think. My fellow Paisan. Um. That's Sturch. Uh, just <laughs> everybody's aware. Um, LP, do you have a guess? I think it's Sturch. Danny. You know, it's negative, so you got a little bit of Holman there, but it's actually, you know, Holman's a little more reasonable than this. So I'm going to have to go with Sturch. Um, I haven't helped or haven't let the commenters guess a lot. I haven't gotten there in time. Ethan says Sturch. Johnny Boy says this is Sturch. AJ says everyone probably said that. Um, <laughs> so uh, that being said, I had to edit this and make it family friendly for um, you know the show uh, because there was a curse word in it. So that is a big indication too. It, this was a tweet from Dave Sturgio. I uh, already follow him on Twitter at Dave Sturgio. Uh, Sturch. Uh, and actually, I yeah. responded to this tweet in the moment. And, and I don't know if you guys were recording first and ten or if you had just finished or whatever. Um, that did not happen, right? Like, and we don't know if a call was made. We don't know whatever that case may be. But the Cowboys have dug in on Cooper Rush. So, are you ready to officially declare, in your words, that these owners truly don't care and also don't give us something about the fans? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I said it. And listen, when I tweet things on Sundays, just tread lightly, be careful. I, I, I watch them and read them at your own risk. But this one was, you know very close near and dear to me because we saw what the Cowboys have done 
the entire offseason with addressing needs, right? They didn't. They just didn't, right? So I'm thinking to myself, well, they made a reaction, reactionary, is that the word? Reactionary move when they signed Jason Peters because of the Tyron Smith injury. And then we all said, including yourself, RJ, well, we knew we needed this. Why didn't we do this earlier? Blah, 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 right? So Dak Prescott's one bad hit away from, from being out again, right? We knew this already. So in the, in the event that it did happen, what would we be left with? And this is what we're left with. This is what they chose to do. Now, do I want, like everybody else, well, I don't even know how Cowboys fans feel about Cooper Rush, but do we want a, a Nick Foles-type moment? Yeah, we do. Of course we do. We want a guy to come in there, sling the ball around 350 yards plus against Cincinnati, and then bang, we're like, I think we'll be okay, right? But go back to the history of the Dallas Cowboys backup quarterback position. It's never been good, ever. Like, the best we've ever had was Dak Prescott, and we didn't even know what we had in him until – he played, you know what I mean? Like he was, he wound up being really good. So for the Cowboys not to address this and say like, yep, we're good. And I truly hope they're not looking at the Minnesota game. Like, oh, he's more than well capable of winning a game. The fact that they didn't address it with a name, just a name. doesn't matter who it was. It could have been the fifth stringer of the jets. I wouldn't care, but the fact that they didn't do anything and they're staying complacent, you got to just assume that, you know what? They don't give a damn. They really don't. LP, I'll come back to you. Do you think there's a little bit of hindsight here, but Cooper Rush winning the Vikings game serves to the detriment of the current Cowboys because it allows the team to say and believe it. Well, Cooper went out. He won. He threw a game winning touchdown yeah. to Amari, yeah. who we traded away. I mean, like, like, would you this again? This is a stupid question, but like, would you undo that win if it if it forced them to, to be reactionary? Because to Sturge's point, that that is their only mo is to be reactionary but but the same way and i tweeted this earlier today the same way before last year's training camp they said well garrett gilbert he, he was okay against the steelers in 2020 he played all right like we don't we don't have to go get somebody else here like we're totally fine they did that exact same thing with cooper rush yeah i would i would definitely have sacrificed that was lp's question Sturge. sorry wow. oh my no, gosh I, how rude of you LP, i am very rude. commenters I, are asking there was for more, more of a delay there was more of a delay so i thought it was oh. being thrown back to me my fault go ahead LP. it looked like it it looked like it but, but no i i agree with you i i think that win on Halloween says a lot for them. And I think that was their vindication that, okay, we got this guy. And they've kind of had, they've steadfast, right? We've had, even in camp, we had him, we had Will Greer, Danucci still. So they never were serious about it. It was never going to happen. Like that was what they intended to do. Now I know I, I kind of mused over it, like the names that might be available. You know, I, I don't believe they're going to do a Garoppolo. Um, but maybe a just, Bridgewater. Just quick, quick question, LP, for everyone. Yep. Raise your hand and I'll, we'll be, is any, who, who's in favor of trading for Jimmy Garoppolo? Okay, so we're all in agreement that this is a bad idea. Okay, continue, LP. Yeah, I mean, but the more sensible names I think would be maybe if you want to go for a Teddy Bridgewater out of Miami, if you want, even if you want to reach back for Andy Dalton, because there's two quarterbacks on the Saints. So Andy is like th the third wheel, literally. So you got Andy as well. They could always run that back with Andy Dalton and feel comfortable doing it. So I don't think they wouldn't even try it. I mean, Nick Foles, no, but I feel like those two names might resonate with them. But I will say this, though, if it happened, Dak would have to be out a lot longer than we think. Mm. So even like 2015, for example, they didn't do it until their backs were against the wall, until they were like halfway down in the dirt, in the cement, which they were. So you'd have to see them make that, that forcible move for like a Matt Castle type of trade. Right. Hellman, um, yeah, along the lines of 
of, of reaction or reacting to things and, you know, things serving to their detriment. I've, I've said many different times on many different shows, I loved the Andy Dalton signing in 2020. That's the archetype of backup quarterback. The, the veteran who's been there, who's still someone young, who has started games, that's who you want. What Washington has in Taylor Heineke, what Philly has in Gardner Minshew, what Buffalo had a year ago in Mitchell Trubisky. If you have to rely on them for the window the Cowboys are in, that's, I think, the best way to go about it. But, Howman, do we feel like because 2020 was what it was, obviously in a lot of senses, but for the Cowboys specifically, they said, well, that that sucked. That was stupid. Like, we can't do that ever again because that didn't work out when that isn't the proper or fair way to evaluate what that was, you know, for this specific team that year. Um, I think it definitely could have played a part, and I would actually agree with that sentiment to a degree. Um, Ten points for Hamim. Go ahead. But, I mean, I, I just think, like, to your point, you know, we, we signed Andy Dalton that year. And everybody said this is a great backup quarterback signing because he's been a starter his whole career up to that point. Dak goes down, Andy has to come in, and they, you know, it didn't change a thing. They were still they were still lost without Dak Prescott in there. And I think that it just kind of goes to show that, you know, we've seen we saw last year with Cooper Rush in the NFL, you can win a game or maybe two games with a backup. You can scheme around the the talent that they have or the lack thereof to some degree. But when you have to go several games without them or even the rest of the season, it's not really going to matter so much who you have if you're losing a top-tier quarterback like Dak Prescott is. Um, So for me, I think Cooper Rush has been in the offense for a while now. He played last year and he won. I'm not saying that's going to happen next week at Cincinnati or or the week after, but they're, they're at least comfortable that he knows the offense, that he can execute, and there's that possibility of it. I don't really see how much more value you're going to add, even if you did get a Jimmy Garoppolo, because the 49ers went to the conference championship game last year and then they benched him and they were, they were trying to, they were trying to get rid of him, mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to trade for him. Um, so even the 49ers didn't want him and he took him a game away from the Super Bowl. So I don't see how we're going to get any kind of significant increase in value from any other quarterback. Dirge. Can I just say one thing? If, if, all right, we all obviously cover the Cowboys, right? But if you polled the audience of non Cowboys fans, right? And you polled the audience of all the backup quarterbacks in the NFL, I feel like a lot of them and the majority of the other fan base would say, who? When we say Cooper Rush. You know what I'm saying? Like when you say guys like, you know, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater or guys that have been established, you know where they've been, you know what they've done. Are we the only team in the NFL with a who? behind us because i mean that's that's what it seems like i could be completely wrong the who's are uh, a race of people in the grinch just to be very clear uh well aware well aware i mean you know that's just you know (laughs) be be fair to things uh danny if there's one thing that you are um that you are negative about um uh it's mike mccarthy and i say that in a fair way um like you are the most anti mike mccarthy person i i I don't know if you rolled your eyes there for effects uh but that being said, Danny, it, there is an argument to, you know, just being straight up about this season and saying, like, hey, McCarthy's probably getting fired at the end of this thing. Like, there may be some sort of, like, trade involved for Sean Payton, like, whatever. Like, I do not want to be, like, the argument would be, I don't want to be a part of, like, giving up any kind of resources for any backup quarterback when this season looks so left-footed right now. So in that sense, do you feel like, hey, like, at this point, like, you know, they they got to they got to pop your shoulder back into place. Like here's a piece of leather, just bite on it and and just endure this pain that is this season. Uh, you know, you've asked a lot there. And uh, so, you know, first off, listening to you guys talk about how long you guys have been fans and stuff, it, it's cute. <laughs> you know, um, you know, um, 
But so, I mean, I, I remember. I knew point. that was coming. I knew that was coming. I just I rem- didn't feel that coming. <laughs> I remember 40 years ago when I, I actually cried during the catch in when, when I was a kid watching the Cowboys. And in fact, uh, my family's probably watching right now. They were there to con- consult me. And so I just quick shout out to my California fa- family. Shout out to the they're, Phantoms. They're legal. Yeah, they're 49er fans, but, you know, you can't choose your family. But um, wow. so, but I want to say. Catch. During the catch, the 49ers oh. fan. Yeah. yeah, that was hard. I didn't, I didn't eat that night. They thought something was wrong with me, but little did they know. I was All just... right, Dan, the question. Should the okay, Cowboys trade it. something for a backup quarterback? <laughs> when, when I was a little no, boy. No, no, uh, they shouldn't. We so have two more tweets to get to, people. All right, yes. come on, Danny. So the thing about you guys, I keep hearing this, and I keep thinking of that uh, that James Franco meme. is like first time, you know, where he's like, this is this is – this is how Jerry Jones is. Nobody should be surprised by it. This is the team that this is the hand or We got to live with it. Stop being surprised. They, they really believe that, that he's, he's the best solution. And he, he may be, he may not, I don't know, but that's what they believe. That's who they're going with. They're not trading for anybody. It's going to be Cooper rush. I don't, I've never been a Cooper rush fan. Um, you know, I mean, he was fine with in the, when he played last you know, last year, and he'll probably be fine this year, and it won't be anything spe- spectacular. But neither are most of the backup quarterbacks in the NFL. So, I mean, I, I guess I just don't, I don't really care that much about this situation. I just, I don't, I just feel like this is just, this is just how it is. And I think you guys should all just kind of embrace it and get used to it. Tony, last one, and then we'll move on to the next tweet. Um, again, people say like all they care about is money. There is an alternative that like maybe they're just this bad. At it like like do you believe that to be the case that you know they they're like why why get a who you know what i mean like why why like what what would that solve you know what i mean like we have a franchise quarterback i mean they're definitely stuck in their ways and i think up until maybe last year into this offseason i thought you know the intentions were pure and maybe that was just naive of me but now that i think they just it might be a little bit of stupidity like they they think that their guys are the best guys and then every year when the rosters get cut down None of our guys get picked up on practice squad. And it's like, wait a minute, maybe the talent isn't what we think it is. And then, oh, Cooper rushes. I mean, there was a lot of talk about Will Greer beating out Cooper Rush until he didn't. And I think injury played a part in that. So, I mean, there's a different timeline where we're getting ready for Will Greer to sling this thing on Sunday. So who knows? Um, okay. We have two more tweets left uh, in case anybody is forgotten. Um, it is our bottom two for your uh, help, LP. Uh, David Hellman on the left and Brandon Clements on the right are the only people whose tweets have not been read yet. Um, I have already determined which one I'm putting on screen. So does anybody have a guess which one, like without seeing the tweet, it's going to be? I feel like it's going to be Hellman just because we've been guessing Hellman forever. So you might as well just do it. Um, okay. At least you had some logic. I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> it's weird logic, but it is some logic nonetheless. All right. Uh, shout out to Sturge for the tweet that we just ripped through. This was during the game. This game could easily be 28 to three bucks at the half, uh, an important score for a, a NFC South teams. If it wasn't for the play of the at Dallas Cowboys, that's how, you know, I took it from Twitter defense. Who do we think tweeted this? This is Howman. Okay. Danny, no logic. Howman. Danny, there's an audio element to the show. So like nodding is not enough. <laughs> I, I think, said, uh, Sturt, uh, uh, Tony, sorry, Tony. I'll go with Brandon. LP. Brandon, and may I say how, how hard this game is, man? This game is incredibly hard. We're just hard enough to change your avatars, man. This is even worse. You're, um, you know what? The round tables aren't aren't for losers. You know, there's, there's this is for winners and champions. And no, no, I'm saying you're 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 living up to the hype. That's what I'm saying. Other people oh, don't get to sit here because they're the losers. And uh, anyway, Jess, uh, is this a Howman or a Brandon tweet? 
Uh, I'm going to go Brandon because I said Howman last time and I was wrong and I just feel like I got it wrong again. Who did you guess, LP? I don't even... Did you guess? I didn't say it, but I, <laughs> I think it's Brandon too, though. <laughs> okay, so we have three votes for Brandon, two votes uh, for Howman. It is Brandon on Twitter at Icebreaker21. Uh, Brandon, uh, to kind of flip things back positive here, um, you were shouting out the, <laughs> the Cowboys defense, basically saying like, look, this is bad, but it could be worse. Um, so, so do you feel that way? Which is true. Micah Parsons and the Cowboys defense, a lot of third down stops, a lot of stops near the goal line. They do deserve credit. And if this team is going to be any kind of good, it would seem to be off of their heels. A hundred percent. I mean, the defense, I mean, I thought, I thought there was a, a top tier elite defensive performance. They made, if you look at the QBR numbers, if you guys follow that, I think Tom Brady was just a little over 50 and that's, that's, that's average for the NFL quarterback. And last time I checked, Tom Brady's still the goat. So uh, if you can hold Tom Brady to an average QBR and, and he, what did he throw? Uh, one touchdown. I mean, it, I mean, it was not that great of a performance from Tom Brady. And by the way, we have a unicorn named Micah Parsons uh, getting two sacks in the game. And by the way, Donovan Wilson had a nice pick. So the defense is the reason why this score doesn't really tell the whole story of how bad the Cowboys got whooped on on Sunday night. It was a tough watch on the East Coast because some of us have to work in the morning. So that was that was not something I wanted to do. But at least the defense came out and balled out and made Tom Brady look average, which is very hard to do. Jess, do you agree? Or Stretch, I guess. (laughs) Jess, do you agree? Um, Do you feel like the Cowboys defense helped put lipstick on the pig to a certain degree? Look, I think without the defense, this game would have been over much sooner than it actually was. Um, I I think the defense played and did exactly what they needed to do. You know, Tank went on his post-game interview to say, hey, our job is to – make sure that we're not letting the other team get in the end zone and then giving our offense a chance to score. They did, they did that to an extent, right? I mean, uh, you could see the fatigue come the third quarter because they basically played the entire game. So naturally you're going to see them get tired. You're going to see that fatigue coming, but I think they did a great job. I think they were perfect. No, I don't think they played a perfect game, but they played as hard as they could. And, and uh, you know, of course, Micah Parsons is, is Micah Parsons. We don't even have to discuss Micah Parsons. He's, we don't even have to discuss it, but I will say something I noticed uh, being at the game is uh, it, it. And I talked about this earlier on, on the other podcast is, it looked like a lot of players uh, got too fatigued come fourth mm. quarter and, and kind of stopped. You, you saw a lot of fundamental football going out the window, a lot of sloppy things, a lot of missed tackles, you know, all these things. Micah was really the only one I noticed that played all the way through that game. So I just want to make yeah. sure we give him the shout out for that. Jess, real quick. Jess, I have a question yes. for you. Were you Is at that for Jess game? or somebody Were else? Were you at the game by any chance? Were you there? No, no, I wasn't there. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, search, you know what? Get, it's getting search. tense. This, this search. getting tense. I'm gonna, Just, I'm gonna private message you because I have uh, some nice words for you that I'm not gonna say uh, on here. Oh, all right, um, <laughs> let's focus the negative energy in one direction. Um, you know, um, yes, let's, 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 let's get back on track. Uh, Tony, last one on this subject, and then we'll get to I wonder whose tweet. Uh, Caleb Swanson says, I mean, yes, it's exciting watching the defense, but it almost makes this year a little worse. I've waited so long for a good defense just to see a pitiful offense. Do you feel that way, Tony? Like the Cowboys have not robbed Peter to pay Paul or, or whatever the expression is, but like, it's like, 
it, it's it's just like stop like like just be good all at once like why like this is it actually is more torturous in one way yeah i mean but you know we've been following along all off season we kind of knew this is the way it was going we knew michael gallup wasn't going to be here for at least you know probably the first month of the season we knew that it was a lot a lot put on the shoulders of cd lamb to be that guy and you know through one game it, that's it, that was a challenge for him um this offensive line is slowly crumbled in, in front of our eyes how they handle Lil collins but the one thing that we could hang our hat on was the fact that this defense looked like it was raring to go. Even with losing Randy Gregory, this defense looked like it had some components and parts. So, yeah, it's tough to not see it put together. But most teams that put it together end up hoisting the trophy at the end of the year. And I don't know if any of us had – I mean, we had aspirations. I don't know if we had realistic possibilities of that. But so, you know, here we are 0-1, and we're, we're just glad that the defense held them to 20 points or whatever. Uh, Brandon is on Twitter at icebreaker21, uh, just so everyone is aware. Okay, final tweet is obviously David Hellman's. Uh, we're going to get there. Um, Main event. Pro- process of elimination. But to keep the guessing spirit alive, uh, we're going to go clockwise order and guess whether you think it is a positive or a negative tweet about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so, Tony, you're up first. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you say <laughs> uh, Tony, you have headphones on, and I, it was literally like a, ten, a, a five-second long statement. Right you, and you were just talking. <laughs> Tony, positive, positive or negative tweet out of Howman? Yeah, do you think it's a uh, positive? Um, <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be positive when it shouldn't be. What? What? You'll read it and you'll see. That's it. deep, Tony. That's that was deep. supposed to be like a two-second-long experience that turned into like thirty. Um, okay, Danny, is it a positive or negative tweet from David Howman here? The dog no, on the show. I'm playing the odds. It's negative. Okay, Sturge. I'm gonna go with positive, man. Uh, Jess and her pup. Yeah, Toby. He, the other one, Wits over there in his in his crate. He's asleep. Um, I'm gonna go negative. Brandon. Positivity logical. Okay. Uh, LP, is it a positive or negative tweet from David Hellman here? During the game or after the game? This was actually earlier today on Tuesday. Can you use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's positive. It's positive. Um, I'm gonna be there. honest with you all. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I I think it's negative. This was a response, um, I think, to Mike White, our friend on Twitter at Not To Be Trusted. That's, that's uh, negative. Halman said the Cowboys are like if Madden was a football team. Halman, could you explain <laughs> this tweet um, and what you mean by it? By the way, Halman on Twitter at underscore DH44 underscore. Yeah. Um, so the, the thought behind that tweet was how, you know, with Madden, obviously I'm referring to the football game, not the coach. Um Every single year, you know, Madden releases a new video game, and I feel like the complaint is always absolutely nothing's changed except for the roster. Uh, you know, Ooh. there's there's nothing exciting about it, like but yet that. people still go out and they buy the game. They talk themselves into, oh, this game is, you know, they they have a different uh, they have a different engine for the graphics. They you know they added tattoos to the players. Um, it's so much better. And then they get in, they're like, wow, this this kind of sucks. Actually, I want my money back. <laughs> And it just kind of feels like that's where we are with the Cowboys. There's different players every year, and we talk ourselves into, oh, it'll be different for this reason or that reason, and then. Bro, this is this is gold. This, this was gold. really deep, Halman. Yeah. I thought this is what you meant, but I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't know, and that's why I wanted to save it for last. Um, I'm I'm one of the losers. I buy Madden every year because uh, I love football. Um, and but to your point, Hammond, they actually sometimes don't even change everything. Like they have in different years not changed like the banners on the practice field. Like on Madden 23, it'll still say like Madden 22, like things like that. Um, they just basically copy paste. And to your point, like they'll add, you know, this year's rookie class and put team or players on new teams. 
Um, this is insightful, LP. Do you think like how Hellman went deep here? I might have to, I had already picked who the winner was, but I might have to reevaluate LP. I mean, I, I defer it. That's a great tweet. I hate Madden, so he's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sturch, you were really impressed. Um, and you called out Hellman a lot uh, for, for different tweets tonight. Um, so what are your thoughts on his actual tweet? I think this is this is this is gold. I, I feel like you should if you, I don't know if you have any tattoos, but I think this should be one of them, you know, and just put it on your arm or something and wrap it around like barbed wire or something like that. But I think this would be a good, logical something kind of ink to put on your body or maybe the back of a jersey. I don't know. This is like really, really good, though. And I'll be dead honest. There was no bigger Madden head than me. I haven't bought the game in two years. So it's like, well, maybe because I've been like a lot busier, but like. I, I would I, I just haven't got around to buying it. So I wouldn't even know if I if you popped in Madden 20, what year are we on? 23? 23? That's correct. Yeah. So if we were on Madden 23. Like you didn't know that, Serge. You knew it was Madden 23. No, I swear to God, I didn't know. But if I would have popped in Madden 23 or Madden 21 and you didn't tell me anything, could I have told the difference? Um Probably Danny, not, right? I know you have left all of our negative energy here tonight. Um, so do you agree that this uh is a great tweet from Hellman? Uh, you know, I gotta be honest. I, I uh I started just kind of tuning them out when he started talking, and and, it, and it's nothing to do with with David. I just like I don't I don't play Madden. For, I mean, wow. So, I mean, I don't Back play video day. games. Okay, that's let me a, let me try it again. My, um, this okay, let me let me rephrase the question. the Cowboys are like if Fast and the Furious was a football team. That's basically what Hammond tweeted. Oh, geez. whoa, 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 whoa! You put respect <laughs> on the Rock's name right now. He changed the game. Are you kidding? <laughs> Come on. No, 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 Search, We said this. Uh, last week's roundtable before we started, any guy that likes WWE red flag. So, red flag for bringing up WWE. You got a tough time out. I'm a, Come on I'm, a, now. I'm a former professional wrestler. Do not. I put you guys my blood. Double sweat red flag. Double red flag. A lot of personal attacks happening here. Uh, Tony, do you think this tweet was sound from David Hellman? <laughs> this is, to me, the textbook David Hellman tweet. I mean, it just. <laughs> This is, I mean, if you if you ask me to show a Howman tweet and be like, this would probably be the one. This is ideal. So right on the money, like usual. Brandon, your thoughts on Howman's tweet? I mean, he is spot on. I mean, it was a negative, thoughtful. Uh, the way he just the way he presented it, it's it was thoughtful and it was a little bit of negative, just a little bit to get you thinking. So Howman, your tweets are always on fire, dude. It was really calm too, like his delivery. Like yeah, he just like was... destroyed the team in this like super chill, calm way. I, I've never actually talked to Howman outside of the roundtables and or Twitter, but I can't even imagine a scenario where Howman's yelling at anybody. Like right, I'm with, except for yeah, Leighton Vandash. <laughs> That's true. He did not. <laughs> he did not have Leighton on his final fifty-three minutes. Yeah, yeah. At least, but he still didn't yell it. Like he was just like, "Hey, yeah, yeah. no, Leighton's not on the, the rooftops." Oh, okay. um, yeah. uh, Jess, who should Paul, dude? <laughs> Who should win the roundtable, Jess? Mm, look, I'm going to be nice here. And I'm, I'm not going to say Sturge because <laughs> he has double red flags. But <laughs> wow. I am going to say LP. I'm going to say LP because he held his own tonight. Coming in uh, late, given. We'll, we'll give you a pass. But Ooh. you came in, you held your own, and you made really great points that, that I think a lot of us and a lot of the, the listeners appreciated. So uh, that's hard to do for your first roundtable, and you killed it. Thank I you. have the score, but I like this idea of everybody picking a winner and therefore like instigating more drama. Sturch, who should win? I'm going to go with the Rook on this one. I'm going to go with LP as well. Yeah. Brandon. There, there's a lot Jeff, of pressure now because now if you don't say LP, you're the bad guy. Like that's what Jess and no, 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 no,
I don't take gonna, it back. I don't apologize. That's, that's all right. I mean, just just because WWE is part of this right now, I'm gonna go Sturge. Hey, uh, Danny. Oh, man. No, I'm taking LP too because everybody else tweeted stupid things. <laughs> Tony, who should win the roundtable? You know, if 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 you're, I know you're keeping score. That would be back to back rookies winning it, and I gotta give it to LP. Mm, that's right. Brandon Laurie won um, last week. Again, you can hear him on today's episode of the Writer's Block. Hellman, um, who really kind of stole the show at the very end, um, who um, who should win? Yeah, I got to go. I got to go with LP coming in here as the rookie and just really stealing the show. LP, um, look, there's a lot of positive energy building towards you right now, but who do you think should win? Because whoever you say, because you're kind of the consensus pick, it means a lot to that person that you pick them. Get the helmet. That mad tweet was serious. I hate that. Um, like, I really so hate that. Um, Ethan said LP. Um, just so um, everybody's I'll bring aware. up Ethan's next one, please. Ethan Thank said you. we're all winners. Thank you. Um, is what, what Ethan added. Except Sturge. Um, Johnny. Oh God. Johnny, Johnny Boy added LP put his dating history out there. Give it to LP. It was an extreme moment of vulnerability, LP. So that's a great. Actually, you didn't do that. I did that. Um, not to take away your credit, but I picked the tweet. So. If anyone's the real winner, um, it's me in that sense. Ron the Don says LP for sure. I will tell you all, um, we have tied for last place. Um, this is uh, not a joke. Uh, Jess and Sturch at 29 points. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, high five. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, next up, tied for um, third place, we have with 30 points each, Tony, Danny, and Brandon. So uh, better effort than, um, than these two people over here. Um, next up we had, I, I had LP as the winner with 31 points and then everybody threw all sorts of love to Hellman, uh, which gave him 32 points to make him the winner. But then everybody came back and awarded LP all these points with 33 points tonight's winner on the round table. First time ever showing up. I hadn't prepared the graphic in time, so I'm stalling while I do that. LP, congratulations. Well done. Seriously, well done. LP, a phenomenal appearance. Yeah. You showed up late. You want it all. What do you have to say for yourself? What do you want to think? Uh, I mean, y'all, man, I, I can thank you guys for this. By the way, by the way, I know I was late. My bad. I was I was nervous. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously, I, I was nervous. I mean, big spotlight, brand new people. So thank you for making me feel welcome. And uh, thank y'all, man. Thank everybody for real. Thank you. Good job, LP. That's what I said. Danny, you had your hand raised. Do you want to say who had the most stupid tweet, Danny? Or um, what is your... No, I just wanted to to honor, uh, you know, Dr. Seuss earlier. I had a little little message I wanted to give to you uh, just because uh, a little ode to Mr. Mike McCarthy. Okay, we're going to end on this. So, uh, Tony, you're safe. Uh, Danny, go ahead. (laughs) So, I do not like McCarthy, man. I do not like him. Dan, I am. I do not like him in a car. I do not like him at the star. I do not like his casual strut. I do not like his monkey butt. I would not like him here nor there. So get that doofus out of here. Wow. The last words didn't rhyme, but okay. 